0: Fuck it. My darling, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you. Welcome back, people. Welcome back to the Whatever You Wanna Call It podcast with your host, me, Marquise Nash. In today's episode, of course, I just said it like a week ago. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about LeBron Legacy and some other coaches and Pop's preferably Pop's legacy. Uh Pop, if you know don't know what I mean by Pop, I mean Ray Popovich. The GOAT of like, all coaches in the NBA right now. But for, for right now, we're going to talk about LeBron's legacy. So let's get it right into it about LeBron's legacy. Before I even bring out stats and all this stuff, the reason why – I mean, I, I hate this argument because it's always kind of unfair. Because, like, when you kind of re- speak about the GOAT, it's always, like, this this argument it's This is an emotion that comes out of everybody about the GOAT, because some, some people say, okay, LeBron is the GOAT, okay, some people say Jordan's the GOAT, and then some people say, oh, Kobe's the GOAT, and then some people might say even Shaq's the GOAT, so it's like the little arguments and stuff, you can, this will, like, <laughs> this will probably make you not friends with these kind of arguments, or make you less friends, less of friends, after these kind of arguments, but for me, I truly feel like He's it's one person that is a goat. I don't think it's – and I think I hate bringing out my selection. I hate saying who's goat because it's always going to be an argument no matter who you say is goat because it's like – and for me, I just really feel like can we just make it like a requirement like whom, what makes you the goat because it's always different like categories and different ways of defining who's a goat because if you're talking about rings, of course, you can say like, oh, well, Jordan's a goat. Because LeBron does have more rings than him, but then if you want to talk about rings, you could say, okay, well Bill Russell's the GOAT because he has more rings than any of both of them combined. So it's like, if you, do you really want to say Jordan's the GOAT? Because if you're talking about just rings, you could say, okay, Bill Russell and several others. That that's the GOAT. You could, well, hell, you can even say you could say uh, Robert Horry is the GOAT because he has more rings than both of them too. So it's like, can you even? say who's the GOAT, because it's like, if you want to talk about rings, it's a lot of people that has more rings than LeBron and Kobe. I mean, LeBron and Jordan. So it's like, do you really want to say that Jordan's the GOAT? And then, okay, then you talk about wins. It's like, okay, well, if you want to talk about success in the playoffs, well, LeBron was successful in the playoffs, but he didn't all the time win the finals. But he came, he went there eight straight times. But then you got to think about it like this. Jordan, he went to the playoffs. And was successful too. So he went six and zero in the NBA Finals. I mean, he uh, let alone he kind of had like a little break in between them three, the the first three and the first three. He kind of and if people don't know about it, he Jordan did all. Well, he was six and zero in the NBA Finals, but he basically the first three years he won. He went did a little three-peat. and that third year, I think the third or second year, he that's when he won the seventy two and then he, and then of course it got broken by Golden State and then he said okay forget this I want to play baseball and then had a somewhat good baseball career I don't I want to say he did a great job cuz he was he had a 202 average which is not great but it's not bad I mean he had a 202 two ba- uh baseball average I mean he, I mean I he didn't do that well but <laughs> he did better than me I would so I mean I, I'm not going to shame him for how, how he played in baseball. Even though I play, I played baseball for a year or two, so I realized how hard baseball is. So I'm not going to doubt him and say, oh, well, he couldn't. I, you never know what his baseball career would have turned out to if he would have extended it. And two, you got to realize, too, in baseball, this was Jordan. So anybody would have picked him up. This is Jordan. No matter if he had a little to no experience, they would have picked him up because he's Jordan. It's the same way for LeBron. Any, if any football team wanted, if he LeBron said now, or years before, years in the past said, okay, yeah, I want to play football, I can bet money. Every team would be lined up to sign LeBron. Just look at his body. He's 6'8", about 250. Come on. He's a great, be a great tight end. Great tight end. Probably be unguardable. So, for me, I, that's why I get that aspect of his life and why he wanted to, like, do it. Because I get basketball is kind of a career where you can get frustrated it's a lot of wear and tear i mean on your body on your mind and baseball is kind of like one of those sports it's kind of like golf and no offense to baseball players that play baseball because man y'all make a lot of money (laughs) but it it's one of those sports where it's calming it's almost in a sense that's why you see some baseball players playing until they're like 43 so that's why i get the reason why you would like Jordan would do that, so I get that, and I get that reason, and I always would get that reason because I play baseball, so I know how baseball is. It's kind of almost like just because pretty much most of the game, you're if you have a good pitcher, you're just sitting in one spot, and you're you're probably moving every time they hit, somebody hit a ball or something like that, and you're trying to react to it if it comes your way. But primarily, you're just if you have a good defense, which is like your pitcher or whatever, or a the the batter doesn't get past your uh get past center field you really don't have to worry about nothing you're just sitting there at some points of time in your uh baseball like, like baseball career or in the midst of a game you're just sitting there really cuz if ain't nobody really hitting nothing or everybody getting struck out it's like well I'm just going to sit here then so it's, it's it can, it can get boring that's why I think and, too, baseball, I, I I wouldn't even say baseball is easy to play because I played, like I said, I played for a year. And I know for a fact baseball is not. That it's, it's all about patience. You got really have a lot of patience in baseball. And I'm one of them people, I don't have any kind of, I don't have a lot of patience. <laughs> so that's probably why I didn't make it good. I didn't really do that good in baseball. You know, I, I started for baseball, like, half, like, the, the last beginning of the season, like the half of the season, I didn't start. I was a pitch runner in baseball, and then I started. Then I eventually started at uh, right field. Then once I started at right field, I was like, all right, I like this. And then, I mean, it was it was nice for what it was, but I mean, all I did, all I played baseball was just to see if I could play be a three sport athlete, which I kind of did because I did play football, I wrestled, and I played baseball, so I, I was kind of like a three sport athlete in a sense. I mean, football, of course, was my specialty. I love that more than anything. And I told you about that in the last episode. But, yeah, so let's get right back to, like, what I'm talking about, LeBron's legacy. LeBron, what can I say about him? I mean, he has he's eighth all-time in assists. He's third all-time in points. He's 13th all-time in steals. He's second all time in playoff wins. He's number two in playoff. I mean, he's number like I said, he's number two. And he has 50 158 wins out of 124, a 100, 242 playoff, playoff playoff attempts at it. And his percentage, he's well, number three in playoff percentage, in playoff percentages, which is even greater on his own. So, like, for me, that's why I just feel like LeBron. I mean, it's, and, that, and the crazy thing is, out of all them stats, I still don't, that's not a parameter I put LeBron as a GOAT. And it's not, actually, I love, I hate the debate, but I, this is my reason why LeBron is the GOAT. It's not even because of all the stats. It's because of the stuff he does outside of. Basketball—that's what makes him to go. Because for me, I'm a person where I, even though you play basketball, you might be a football player or an athlete, but I at the same time I want you to know that my struggle. I want you to know that okay, just because you're a baseball player or you make a certain amount of money or you're a football player, baseball player, basketball player, whatever athlete or celebrity you are, just remember you were us before you became famous, and that's all I want some of these athletes to understand and that's why I, I love LeBron and that's why I can say for myself I was I was a LeBron hater in the beginning when he started this whole thing especially when he went to Miami yeah I was, I was definitely a LeBron hater but I kind of eventually learned as like time went on and I was like I'm going start understanding LeBron more it was like I couldn't even hate on him really because it's like LeBron he's just a, like he's like anybody else he wanted. to Win a temp- championship and he couldn't do it at Cleveland. So he's like, I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, that's like anything. That's like it. For everything else. It's like, for me, if I'm having a regular job and I know that, okay, this job is not going to get me anywhere. So, okay, I'm just going to go to another job then. That's that's the same way in regular life. So I get it, like, why he did that. So I, I wouldn't – now that I'm more mature and I understand the game more, I understand why he did that. So for me – like that like that was a reason why like it changed my mind like that was another reason why it ch- he changed my mind and two like i said what he did what he did outside of basketball and that's like and you might say okay well everybody has a school cuz he has he you got a school in his hometown of akron ohio but for me that that's like everybody you might, you might say oh well everybody has every athlete has a school but the thing he did about it, and then the thing it was like, okay, he said it, and then like years after it happened, and then on top of that, he put it in his community where it, only his community can 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 get it, and then free lunch. And I know about how much kids have to pay for lunch. I went to public school where most kids have to pay for lunch. I mean, luckily, I mean, thank God, I had didn't have to pay for lunch. But I know the struggle of not. Getting getting fed because you have to pay for lunch because you live a certain mi- miles away or you just don't have the money to get to you don't have the money to get eat food or whatever and uh, how the struggle of just starvation like how that can affect you and how that can affect you learning and how you need food to to learn and I, I that's why I feel like LeBron is go it's not even because of the, the sport because he I can say I named all these stats. And the stats are nice, but at the end of the day, when all things go boil down, you're gonna go home and you're gonna be a regular person. I mean, not only gonna be a regular person, but when you boil down, at the end of the day, when I look at your career, I'm not gonna look at. Of course, I look at Jordan's career, and Jordan was great at what he did, and he was great at the time he had his when when he played basketball. But what thing that made me turn the tide was what he did, what he what he's done outside of basketball he really hasn't I mean now of course more with the social justice and this 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 social justice movement now he's more like out out and about and saying okay I'm gonna do this because he's like kind of like in a sense he's falling lead of LeBron okay I gotta do something because I gotta do something and it's like your your human side kind of comes out even though and I always feel like Athletes, celebrities always have this kind of like thing where they're like a different species in a sense. Like, well, okay, LeBron is a different like it's us humans and then it's like athletes or celebrities because they're like different species. And it's like for me, I don't like that because it's like, okay, well, you kind of like categorizing, categorizing other people. And it's like at the end of the day, we're all the same people. It's the difference is they have more. They have special talents. That make them special, so that what makes me like that. That's what uh, like makes me like mad and frustrated is that when we get always get categorized, especially us as black men, and that's really another reason why for me I I'm a, Le- a LeBron fan, and now he I feel like he's a GOAT because what he's done for our community and the social justice and how now we see him we've been seeing it and how he pushes the needle and he kind of like says, okay, this is what I'm going to say. And that's it. And how they even, you can see the backlash he gets every time so he says something and you're like, well, he didn't go to high school. He didn't go to college. So how, how he has a right to say that? Cause he has, he is freedom of speech. You idiot. <laughs> so then on top of that, like he's, Pretty much, the, like, I'm the most unstoppable player right now in our era, with the exception of a KD or a Kyrie or somebody. But with the exception of them two people, LeBron is pretty much the un- unstoppable for us. Like, he's, like, like I don't know how you how the Nuggets is going to stop him or whatever. But, like, for me, I have three people that are in mind or three sports athletes in mind that are I feel like, for me, are GOATs. And it's because of what they've done like, inside the NBA and outside the NBA. And, of course, number one is Jordan, just for a simple fact. Of him, like, how he transcends sports, or how he made, like, okay, I'm going to make money off my shoe deal. And, like, how, like, now people still buy Jordans. Like, people know about Jordans, and people still buy Jordans more than they buy LeBron. Much as much as we have the debate about LeBron and Jordan, Jordan makes the most money out of his shoes. I think, of course, LeBron James, of course, he's going to be at that level. When, like, when he retires, people are going to be buying LeBron James shoes but for right now I think that that aspect of like shoes I think Jordan has them on that and then two, for me like I said I got LeBron James for that simple fact of what he done for our community and how he has supported our community and how he has spoken out politically about what we go through and like that people don't really talk about I think that's why I think I feel like LeBron James and then too the simple fact of what he done in free agency. Like how when he became how like the big the big decision was like the spectacle of like when he like wanted to go to Miami, it was like, okay, I'm just gonna go because I feel like my chances of winning the championship is better going to Miami. Of course he came back to Cleveland for like two years, but then like people I think you know, I was like I, said, I was one of them people where I was mad at him when he left. But like for me, I now I understand why he did it because it was like you would not gonna win in Cleveland. I mean you, that squad. You don't really really remember nobody on that squad of that Cleveland team. <laughs> like I probably remember like Verajao, Mo Williams, and probably uh, that's about it really. I don't really remember a lot of people on that Cleveland team. And I get why the reason why he left. Now I get it as I'm older and more mature in the game and. I know the game more. I get why he left. I mean, I would have left. I mean, you weren't gonna win in Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland was the farthest so it was the farthest he was gonna go. Like was the finals, and then he wasn't gonna get no more or less than that, or he wasn't gonna get more than that. So I think I now that I'm older, I get that now. And the reason why he went to Miami, and I get too, and I get now why he wanted to go into the Lakers. I mean, he that's pretty much a retirement. Good team for him. And I understand like retirement in the sense of like he's giving up. He's not winning the championship because he. I think. I still think he can win a championship with them guys, but besides that, I feel I feel like that's my second one. And my third one, last but not least, Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali is he's he's my third for multiple reasons, but I'm gonna tell you a couple. My first reason is just what he's done like in boxing. Twenty-two-year-old, 22 years old, and pretty much predicted that he was gonna knock out Sonny Liston, and he did it. And one of his famous quotes during that match was he said I, he said I didn't wrestle with an alligator I didn't tussle with a whale hand come lightning put thunder in jail and then the at, on, on the end of it he was like I know you got him picked but the man's in trouble and then he said I'll show you how great I am and then one of his other quotes was he who is not courageous enough to take risks or accomplish nothing in life and then also. The reason why Muhammad Ali is my third is for what he's done for the black community, and what I mean by that is what he's done. Because back in the day, I don't know if it was like in the sixties or seventies, we was going through black men were going through this thing where America was trying to enlist us into the army. So, because right around that time, that's when the Black Panthers and we were getting empowered, and we knew that okay, we wanted to do something. And how to distract us was to enlist us in the army. And Muhammad was one of the athletes was like, Well, you're not going to go to the army. Why are we going to the army and fighting Vietnam? Why are we gonna fight our own brothers? Because out of Vietnam ain't done nothing to us, basically. I mean I was in his words, he said that, but I'm paraphrasing. He was saying, like, those are not my those are not my enemies. Like, I don't got a problem with that. They ain't call me in word. He was basically saying, like, when I want when I want justice, they they ain't the one that's opposing it. When I want freedom, they ain't the one that's opposing it. Y'all are. Y'all do the ones that are. Every time I try to get something, every time every time I try to get something done, y'all are opposing me. So why should I go there and fight them? And for that, he suffered by getting five years in prison and getting a ten thousand dollar fine. And that also gives me an example of what's going on through, going on now with my fourth one. And the fourth one is Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick, what he's going through now and encountering what he's going through now with the boycott against social justice, unarmed un- un- black men getting killed by the police. And what he's going through now, that's what I think he's like a reincarnation and sort of of Muhammad Ali and what he's going through. And he's getting more worse than actually I feel like Muhammad, he's not getting prison time, of course, because they can't do that now. But he's getting something worse than pretty much getting blacklisted out of the M- NFL. And the NFL is saying, "All oh, we apologize and we get said all these stupid stuff and going around a going around a question and not really giving them what people want is, and that's putting this man back in the NFL. Like this man was doing great things in the NFL, and to not let a man go back in the NFL just because you don't agree disagree with him. That's stupid. That's pointless. And t- to that day, and now, for me, that's the reason why I just, I did not want to go to the NFL, and that's why I think that changed my mind of me saying, okay, I want to go to the NFL, because I realized how bad the NFL, and it's always been quoted as, like, a slave plantation, because you see how some of these NFL players do stupid things, and it's like, oh, well, we're going to get you a little slap on the wrist and... They're giving these other athletes, other athletes that's not a, not a of color or black, chances after chances after chances. And then as soon as a black person do something, oh, we're going to suspend you or we're going to get you out of the league. And it's like, what is that? And for me, that's the reason why, for me, the NFL always, I always have a side eye with the NFL. I always look at the NFL sideways. I mean, they're getting better, but I feel like in order to change things, it's to bring my man Colin Kaepernick back in the league. But that's that's my fourth one, and my fifth one is KD Kevin Durant, and the reason why it's Kevin Durant is like I said, it's not for LeBron. It's not been inside of basketball. It's outside of basketball, and that's what he's done for his boys, his homies, his where his, his, his posse. Which is kind of right now is a negative thing to have a posse in the NBA with like what he's done. Like for me, KD, how he like literally put his put his people on, like, people in his community or boards he hang out with, making them his agents and his managers to, like, help him all the way through the NBA, I feel like, to me, that's that's what I mean by putting your people on, is when you have a job and you feel like your friend or your homie know something better than you, instead of saying, like, okay, man, I'm going to just let them struggle and find a way, you give them a job. And that's how oh, that's what I feel about why KD is my fifth one. And let's even that's why we're talking about legacies and LeBron legacies and stuff. Let's go bring us bring some coaches. And for me, the top coach for me that, that like his legacy is again is Greg Popovich, and it's for multiple reasons. I mean, I could talk about his stats. Let's and let's talk about his stats while I'm at it. He's third all time in wins with a hundred and 1,222 wins, and then he's third all time in playoff wins with 167 win playoff wins, and that's four behind Pat Riley. And then on top of that, he's Greg Popovich. I mean, then you gotta look at too. He pretty much put a lot of coaches on in the NBA, and then like, I'm gonna name a couple coaches that was under him and now are coaches of other teams. Mike Boonholzer for the Milwaukee Bucks former coach of the Philadelphia 76ers Brett Brown, James Borrego of the Hornets, No Pronte, the former Bucks head coach or interim head coach, and then the and he was and he's also the assistant coach for the Phoenix Suns now. And Mike Brown, the assistant coach for the Warriors, and Quinn Snyder, the head coach for the Jazz. Earl Watson, the former head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Dale Demps, the former, I mean, if not the former, he's the GM for the Pelicans. Jack Vaughn, the former head coach of the Pelicans. And also, we have players that played for him. Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, David Robinson, Bruce Bowen, Steve Kerr, Patty Mills, Marco Bellinelli. Dennis Rodman for one point in time, even though he hasn't played him for, for a little time. but just to say you had Dennis Rodman the team was cool on his own, and actually called Dennis Rodman the Devil, which is uh <laughs> pretty crazy to think about well, Dennis Rodman the Devil. But one of these days, I'm actually going to probably talk about Dennis Rodman for a whole episode, but, I mean, that's I got to get more stats on him. And he's actually the – I feel like he's one of the best rebounders and the one, one of the best defensive players of all time. So I'll talk – and I'll probably talk about that, like, probably the next couple episodes, though, about defensive players. Whatever. So and now before I end this episode, I always like to give people something to watch. Since now when it's quarantine and some people haven't went back to work or they're not going back to work because of COVID-19, you should watch this 30 for 30 called Catching Hell, the Steve Bartman story. And the only hint I'm going to give you is Cubs fans hate this. If you're a true Cubs fan, you know about this story. And while you at it and why you doing all this sports center and you watching all this? Go to Spotify and look up whatever you want to call a podcast, and you can listen to more of this stuff I'm talking about. The more of this this knowledge, this this Bible of knowledge I'm talking about. Go to Spotify. Go if you don't got Spotify and you can't go to whatever you want to call a podcast on your Spotify app. Go to Stitcher. And if you don't got Stitcher and you can't watch it on and go look up whatever you want to call a podcast by me, go to Apple Podcasts. But if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you don't got Stitcher, or you don't got Spotify, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You might even be one of the people that uses somebody's account, and you don't got enough money, which is cheap stuff, but or you just really cheap. But if you, you can't do all that, just keep watching on somebody else's account. See you next episode, guys, when I'll be talking about nba bubble playoffs round one and round two and i'll also be talking about in week one of the nfl season see you next episode guys peace